It took her a moment to sort the sense from the wind to let her know it wasn't a guardian nor a human. That left a vampire, and as far as she knew, there were only two on the ship. Barnabas, who always seemed to be walking around in monk's robes, and Stephen. She was startled when he turned slightly and spoke over his shoulder towards her. It's okay. You can breathe back there. Jennifer looked back and forth, trying to figure out how to step away respectfully, when he called her to come to the back. There was nothing she could do but to walk and take her medicine. The only problem was that if speaking with Stephen was medicine, oh, she wished she could be sick the rest of her life. She had it bad, really bad. She was head over heels for the second oldest vampire in existence. Oh, way to cock up her future. At least she wasn't pining away for Michael, who was the oldest vampire in existence and totally in love with her boss. Well, she had requested either space or land and was giving four years to the group. There was no way she was going to suffer the rest of her life wishing she could have more than she had any right thinking about with Stephen. Knowing her luck, she was probably giving off enough pheromones around him that she might as well flip her hair over her shoulder and look back coyly at him. Or better yet, say something exceedingly stupid, then snort. She focused back on Stephen as he answered his own question. I was approaching the door now with anticipation, because whoever the female human was on the other side, she smelled delicious. He smiled as everyone caught on to what he was saying. He, completely ignorant and being an old-time vampire, was thinking Bethany Ann was a snack. Maybe one he wouldn't drink from, but he was drawn to her. The only problem with my snack, as you might have learned by now, is that she hits hard and has zero respect for age and wisdom. He grimaced. Especially old vampires that try to take a bite out of her. The laughter increased. So you know what happens? She feeds my soul. He turned to look at Peter. She tends to find the part in you that you need most and show you how to claim it again. He turned back to the group. For some of you, it is respect for yourself or trusting others. Maybe it is hope, possibly peace. Stephen shrugged. What I can tell you is that your position, your job, your role is needed. The need is bigger than you, me, or even Bethany Ann. It is for the future. Your children, maybe. Perhaps your brother's or sister's children. Conceivably, for those you work with, or you may die with. It is a possibility. Another day is never promised. He paused, introspective. I can tell you that if Bethany Ann had not arrived on my doorstep and rung that bell until hell froze over, I would not be in front of you today. I was one last sleep away from walking into the sun. He looked down at his feet and then up again to make Jennifer feel like she was the only one he was speaking to. But now... I will never see a more glorious sight than someone new coming into my life. Because the world can change in an instant when they do. 
he broke eye contact and finished. You are about to go out, whether here, to sea, or to space, and you will take a little piece of your class with you. Be resolute, protect people, stand for what is right, because Bethany Ann expects nothing less, and nothing more from you. He stood straight and saluted the class. Jennifer could imagine him on the fields of World War II saluting an officer. Ad Eternitatum, he held his salute. One hundred and fifteen salutes were crisply drawn, and one hundred and fifteen voices shouted, Ad Eternitatum!